I like dogs. I've always liked dogs. They're sweet and caring, and I take them as proof that if God exists, she's a benevolent goddess and wants us to be happy because she put dogs on this earth. However, we do not deserve them. We do stupid shit. Like elect leaders, the same way we choose our favorite football team. It's not who has the best ideas that will help the most people. It's which side they're on. They would rather stick it to the liberals, even though the liberals have better policies to help their families and themselves. Also, liberals are open to using they-them pronouns, and apparently that's a problem for some inconceivable reason. Dogs and elections collide in the Babysitter's Club number 22, Jesse Ramsey Petsitter. While our favorite ballerina is tackling a sitting job more akin to the National Zoo than the office daycare center, the BSC is engaging in the democratic process because they're fighting. Again. Oh boy, here we go. I'm Amy A. Cowan, and this is Rereading My Childhood, The Babysitter's Club, number 22, Jesse Ramsey, Pet Sitter. The Mancusis call the BSC hoping to book a sitter for a full week. The catch is they don't need a sitter for children, they need a sitter for a house full of animals. They reject the job because Christy had a bad experience with animals in the first BSC book, and the book is over! I'm kidding, of course. Jessie takes the job, just like the title says. The Braddocks, her usual babysitting charges, are on vacation, and Jessie doesn't have ballet practice all this week, so she's free and needs a job. However, Christy almost rejects the job because of her bad experience, leading the club to question if Christy's bossiness is a detriment to the club. The next day, Jessie arrives at the Mancusi's house to meet all the animals. She does not describe the smell, but I imagine it is powerful. The Mancusis have three dogs, Cheryl, Pooh Bear, and Jacques. Five cats, Crosby, Powder, Ling Ling, Tom, and Rosie. A bunch of birds that are usually allowed to just fly around the house, but they won't for that week, much to Jessie's relief. A parrot named Frank, who repeats commercials, hamsters, two guinea pigs, Lucy and Ricky, some fish and rabbits, and the piece de resistance, Barney the snake. No shenanigans will happen with the snake, I'm sure. Not surprisingly, Jessie takes on the challenge with a plum and her signature grace. The next day, as Jessie starts her new job, Claudia brings Jamie Newton and Nina Marshall over to gawk at the animals in the world's cheapest zoo. I know the National Zoo is free, but they charge you $5 for a map, whereas the zoo man Kusi has an 11-year-old. This does not stop Jamie Noon from freaking out when he sees the guinea pigs claiming they are from space. Jesse suggests they all walk the dogs together to distract Jamie from the space creatures from Quiznos. While walking the dogs, they encounter Chewy, the Perkinson's dog. He had gotten loose while the Perkinses were gone, so he joins the walk and they chase squirrels. Luckily, by the time they circle around back to the Perkins residence, the Perkins are home and relieved to see Chewy. When they get back to the Mancusi residence, Jesse sees that one of the hamsters is curled up in the corner, refusing to move. I'm sure this will have no effect on the plot. During the next BSC meeting, Christy barks orders at everyone, and everyone is arguing yet again. This time, it's about Christy being very Christy, and how complicated everyone's individual job is. Christy thinks this is a great time to roll out her new idea. To make sure that each of you is reading the notebook once a week, I'm going to draw up a checklist. Every Monday, in order to show me that you've been keeping up with the notebook, you'll initial a box on the chart. And then they argue about the checklist. The arguing changes a bit when Claudia complains about taking calls during non-BSC meeting hours. Marianne is tired of scheduling and Dawn doesn't like collecting dues. Jesse and Mallory refuse to take sides and later they worry about the future of the club. Since there are 100 more books in the mainline series, I don't think you have to worry, girls. But now I'm meta-reading. During Marianne's babysitting job at the Perkinsons, they go over to Zoo Mancusi because why not? 
Finally, Chekhov's gun has gone off. Barney is missing from his cage. Mariah took the top of his cage off while the others pondered the fat, immobile hamster. They figure that he went outside since he's cold-blooded. They trap him in an extra aquarium, slip some cardboard under, and plop him back into his home. Crisis averted, medals all around. It's Wednesday, so it's time for another BSC meeting, and I can finally announce the long-awaited comeback of What's Claudia Wearing? Claudia was wearing another of her great outfits. This one consisted of an oversized short sleeve cotton shirt with gigantic leaves painted all over it, green leggings, the same green as the leaves on her shirt, bright yellow push-down socks, her purple high tops, and in her hair, a gigantic headband with a gigantic purple bow attached to one side. I'm not a fan of the green-purple combination, mostly because of its internet meme connection, but an oversized shirt, leggings, and high tops is still a good look. When Chrissy arrives at the meeting, she puts her checklist over Claudia's pictures of Stacy. Claudia snatches the checklist off, Chrissy snatches it back and puts it up again. This goes on until the checklist rips in half. Chrissy reminds everyone that she's the president, which prompts Claudia to call for an election. Jesse and Mallory try to stay quiet, but after the meeting, they once again express their concerns about the stability of the club. The next day at the Mancusis, Becca and Mallory come with Jesse. Becca wants to play with the animals and Mallory wants to discuss the elections. They feed the animals, walk the dogs, and Mallory says that the election makes her uncomfortable. There are no problems and we are moving on. Meanwhile, Christy sits for Jackie Wadowski. Since everyone at Stony Brook is psychically linked, Jesse's class is holding elections for various classroom duties, including blackboard washer, messenger, role taker. The most coveted role is taking care of the class pet Snowball, which is what Jackie is running for. However, he doesn't think he's going to win because he's up against Adrian Garvey. Well, she's never erased holes in her workbook pages, and she never gets dirty, even in art class, and she always finishes her work on time, and she never forgets her lunch, her trips, or spills, or anything. Oh, Jackie, if competency was a requirement for winning an election, we wouldn't have had a crime family run carte blanche with our sacred institutions. What you need is a cult, though I believe everything you say with some propaganda help from Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook. Anyway, Christy instructs him to prove his responsibility and campaign for the role. She tells him to put on a nice shirt and write speeches. Later, while he's trying to prove that responsibility, he spills some dog food and wants to clean it up, but Christy doesn't let him. He tells Christy that she's a bossy babysitter. You buttoned my shirt when I wanted to do it myself and wouldn't let me vacuum up the mess I made, and now you're going to plan my campaign for me? Jackie is distracted and forgets what he's talking about, but it sticks with Christy. She wonders if she's really as bossy as everyone insists. Well, yeah, Christy, that's your whole personality. Bossy and sporty. It's like you don't even read the beginning. The next meeting is grim. The club goes over the rules for the upcoming election with the level of precision usually reserved for fighter pilot safety checks. Marianne cries. Jesse and Mallory worry about the club again. On the day of the elections, one of the hamsters is acting weird. Jesse calls her mom and they take it to the vet. While waiting for the vet, Jesse realizes that she won't be able to make the elections. Luckily, this issue is no big deal because Chrissy offers to move the elections to the next day. We almost had a conflict there. See, it really didn't have any effect on the plot. Turns out the hamster is pregnant. Jesse is quite excited about the new little hamsters. The book conveniently glosses over the fact that the hamster will probably eat most of them later in the dead of night, so Jesse shouldn't be quick to pick out her favorite one. Maybe give it a few days. Before the BSC conducts elections, they talk about the hamsters. But it's no time for frivolity. We have an election to hold. Who will be the new president? Will Claudia, the worst at math, be the treasurer in honor of Stacy? None of that. Nothing changes. Everyone votes for the same people to have the same position as before. The club thinks this is hilarious. I am ambivalent because I am more focused on the pregnant hamsters and problematic cat names. 
Everything goes back to normal, but Becca gets to keep one of the surviving hamsters, her first pet. The Mancusis were quite pleased with Jesse's babysitting performance, which is no surprise given that Jesse is one of the most competent characters in this series. I still have a problem with the books that revolve around the BSEs infighting. It's a tired trope perpetuated by terrible men who want to see us women tear each other apart. That being said, I can't hate this one. It has a lot going for it. One, it has cute animals. Two, Jesse and Mallory don't argue. And three, it's about Jesse. And let's face it, Jesse is the most pleasant one. <laughs>